You're listening to Rhetoric with Shakia, a lighthearted entertainment podcast focused on recaps, reviews, and reactions to reality TV shows, scripted series, movies, and so much more. I'm Shakia, your host, and P.S. I love to use my background in psychology whenever I can to help us discuss certain topics. Cheers to hanging out together and having a good time. Now let's get into it. Hello, 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 and welcome or welcome back. I'm Shakia, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the Denea Jackson interview. Did you watch it? Denea Jackson, she was on the Dear Wifey podcast, hosted by Lateris R. Whitfield. My bad if I'm mispronouncing his name. Nonetheless, okay, she was on this podcast, and there are some things that I want to talk about. Now, there are two parts. This is only going to cover the first part. And then I'll come back on and I'll talk about part two. So before we get started, number one, thank you so much if you are hanging out with me live. And if you are watching the replay, thank you so much. If you want to join me live, head on over to Podbean. You can follow the podcast over there. That way you have the notification, that way you will see the notification when I am live on Podbean. And you may even be able to uh, jump in the podcast and call in. What? Yes. <laughs> so if you do want to take part in some of the conversations that we talk about, definitely. And you want to do this live. You want to uh, participate in the live stream. Come on over to Podbean. Subscribe to the Rhetoric with Shakia podcast and get into it. And listen, before, again, right, I just want to take care of some housekeeping before we get started completely. I also want to remind you that I am offering workshops. Right now I have one workshop listed. It's to help you increase your emotional intelligence so that you can have a healthier relationship with yourself, but also healthier relationships with other people in your life, right? So if you're interested in that, or if you're interested in any of my digital self-care products, then I want to encourage you to head on over to PayHip, PayHip forward slash aligned and free. Okay. You can head on over to payhip.com forward slash aligned and, and free. Let me spell it out for you. P-A-Y-H-I-P dot com forward slash A-L-I-G-N-E-D-A-N-D-F-R-E-E. All right. If you're interested in any of our products, digital products, or any of our upcoming workshops, and I will put the link in the show notes. So once again, I want to remind you to um, to head on over if that's something that interests you. Now, as we discuss Denea Jackson, I wanna I want us to keep in mind that I am not diagnosing her because I do not know her. I have not treated her, so I am not diagnosing her. I'm not I'm I'm not doing that. I am using the information that was presented and the uh, interview that I watched. And I'm going to form my own opinions <laughs> and I may use some of what we heard as examples for 
certain uh, areas that I help to treat in the field of psychology, but also coaching as well. So I always have to throw that disclaimer out there like, no, I am not diagnosing. <laughs> this is for entertainment purposes, purposes only. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and get started. Again, we're responding to or we're, we're talking about the Danea Jackson interview that she had on the Dear Wifey podcast this past week. And oh, listen, when I saw that she was giving this interview, I said, let me check it out because I remember the video that she and her husband posted, uh, what, how many years ago at this point? Was it two years ago? Yeah, it was about two years ago at this point. If you're watching the podcast, then you can see the photo that I have over here. Uh-oh, over here. Okay, I'm pointing. It's, it's flipped. Uh, you can see the photo that I have over here of Danea and Derek Jackson when they were doing a joint interview to, or a joint live together talking about the cheating scandal, right? And this was the, <laughs> the infamous uh, bonnet situation she had going on. And she was looking very militant, right? Um, at least that's how some people took it. And she was very, she, she was, um, I think people wanted her to respond in a different way, right? I think people expected her tone to be different, um, the attitude to be different, and that's not what she was giving. She that's not what she was giving, <laughs> and I think because of that, people thought it was like fair game to come for her, and. I hope that that's not the vibe that you all get from this podcast because that's not the intention. The intention is to talk about what we saw and how we can all learn from this so that you are not a Danea uh, Jackson, okay? And I did make a video. I responded to to that particular live that they did. Um, I may pull it. I may pull it up from the archives. Um, but I did respond because I just thought it was so interesting. And the things that jumped out in that video to me were confirmed in the interview she did on the Dear Wifey podcast. And I said, see, I knew, come on now. I knew that it was some stuff going on underneath the surface. Cause in the in the live that they did, what, two years ago, she was essentially like, this my man and I'ma stick beside him. <laughs> I'ma stick with them, right? That's the vibe she was giving. And in this Dear Wifey podcast interview, it was different. And and what we got to hear, her perspective, we got to hear how they started, you know, where she and and Derek, how they how they started off. And so let me back up a little bit, just in case you aren't familiar with who these people are. Let me talk to you a little bit about who they are or who her ex-husband is. I don't know if they are officially divorced yet or if they are estranged at this point, but I'm gonna refer to them as exes because he filed for a divorce and that's how we ended up where we are now. And again, this is just part one. We're only gonna be discussing part one of the interview and I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna talk about part two. So Derek Jackson, he's this relationship guru. Let me tell you something. When I would see his videos, I would scroll past and I would only hear about them because they would pop up on other on like certain platforms and um, 
And so I might like listen to what the other person was saying about that particular video, but I wasn't like a follower of Derek Jackson because there was something about him that just did not align with my spirit. And I was like, mm, something is not right there. Something is a little off. And yeah, something was a little off. He was telling women, don't fall for the F boys. Know your worth, black woman. Go for the man who's gonna love you, right? And he's telling women to really like take care of, of, of themselves, protect themselves emotionally, right? That you are able to fall in love, but be mindful of how you're gonna be treated. And so all the things he's telling these other women, it sounded like from the interview that we heard from Miss Denea Jackson, that he wasn't pouring those same principles into their relationship. Because while he was telling other people not to be an F boy, guess what? He was literally going around being an F boy, okay? He was up in them streets. And that's what we heard um, Denea talk about. She, okay, so let me back up, cause see, I'm ready to jump ahead, but I don't wanna do that just yet. Let me, let me pull it back, let me pull it back. I just don't like when folk, hmm pretend to be something that they are not and then you know he wants to give this encouragement to, to to other women but it's fake for me it felt fake and I think that was part of why my spirit was just like mm, there is something that is that, that that's that's not genuine about this and I said mm, my spirit said girl keep keep scrolling I said oh okay <laughs> okay spirit <laughs> but you know how how do you how do you encourage other women to make better and healthier decisions when it comes to the men that they choose to date, but you dog your woman out. There are so many things to unpack, to be honest. So Derek wasn't in the interview. So I'm gonna transition and I'm gonna talk about Danea and what was in the interview. So Danea let us know that she and Derek met when they were in college and they were young. They were about 19. They were about 19 and she met him three weeks after being sexually assaulted by somebody who she knew. She said she was at a, a party and, and there were people there, like friends, uh, I think a boyfriend at the time and, um, and just different people. And she didn't identify who the person was who assaulted her and she does not have to. Um, yet she tells us that she and I won't go into detail on how she described what happened. I'll just mention that she does disclose during the interview that she was sexually assaulted and she didn't tell anybody. She said she stayed the night in the same house where she was sexually assaulted. Her uh, the person who caused harm to her was in the same house. And I think he was on one floor and she was on another floor um, and she stayed over at the house. She didn't go straight home. And when she ended up leaving, she didn't tell anybody. She didn't tell a soul what was going on with her. And then three weeks later, she met her future husband. Now, prior to the sexual assault, uh, the sexual assault occurrence, Danea had already been experiencing uh, different forms of, I don't want to say trauma because I don't think she labeled it as such, but she had already been experiencing different life events. So first, let's talk about her dad. Her dad, she said, was not fully present in her life. 
And when he was around, he paid more attention to her brothers and he was their coach in whatever sport they played. So she said, well, I was, I became a tomboy. I wanted to get his attention and she never fully got his attention. So she already had issues of abandonment, issues of rejection, because at this point, it seems for her and her, 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 her story, she felt rejected by the father, right? And so now if you start to feel rejected by your father early on, you might develop this complex of there's something wrong with me. Who really is going to want to be around me or love me? Maybe I am not lovable. Perhaps these are some of the things she experienced. I don't know to that degree because she didn't mention it specifically, at least in the, the part that I watched. So already she's dealing with issues of abandonment and rejection from her father because her father wasn't fully present and then at 19 she is sexually assaulted oh on top of that on uh in in, in addition to the rejection and abandonment she also described herself as like a nerd she said she had acne she said she was overweight when she was younger so there were a lot of things that were already going on with her that may have impacted her self-esteem so we have those things going on we have the rejection and abandonment from her father we have the sexual assault at 19 and then we have three weeks later she meets her future husband so she three weeks later after being sexually assaulted and not discussing it with anybody she says she didn't process it at all she just went about her life like everything was normal but it wasn't it wasn't normal because what we know in the field of psychology what we know is that trauma changes the brain right and she had already endured different versions of trauma so okay I'm, I'm, I'm gonna fast forward a little bit so she meets Derek he comes up to her and she's like he asked me if I was a model <laughs> He asked me if I was a model and she said, you know, she had photos because she did a little modeling in high school. And and so, you know, they strike up a conversation and then he he requests that she's his tutor. And she's like, OK, so she shows up at the library and she sits far away from him. And he's like, well, why are you sitting all the way over there? You can come and sit over here. And so, you know, the, their relationship, it progresses. Now, what? was interesting to me was that from from how she described it what I got from it was this man was never faithful to her from the beginning he was not faithful and how I think she justifies that in her mind is by saying well she kept saying to the to the interviewer well define commitment because he said okay well at this point you all were already in a committed relationship and she's like, define commitment. And I'm like, girl, you know what commitment means. Were you committed or were you not? And essentially they were together, but he was already dipping it and doing it in other places, honey. And so it sounds like, again, you know, from the beginning, he was not faithful to her. And yet she stayed. She said, she said that she, um, now I put some notes here. So let me look at my notes so I can um, make sure I'm, I'm <laughs> talking about the points I wrote down. She said she would be passing his other, the other women he was dealing with. She'd be passing them in the stairwell, child. She said it was like you had an appointment, okay? And you would go for your appointment. Yo, yo, I was gonna say yo D time. I don't know, is that too much? 
<laughs> my bad if it's if you're offended by that but you would go she would go do what they gonna do and uh she would leave and she would pass the next chick in the hallway and she said it was it was a schedule and she was in rotation you know in his rotation now I'm, i am jumping ahead at this point they had already been together then they broke up and that sounds like that was the common theme within their relationship the being together the breaking up here you know we're, we're together and we're not together but anyway so they during that time where she was passing these other girls in the stairwell that she said they weren't like officially together but she was still having sex with him eventually she ends up getting pregnant by him now here's the thing and this is not intended to be like judgmental but if you know your dude and even if he's not your dude dude but it's some dude that you are messing with you know he's dealing with other women are we not using protection like are we just you know did, well anyway she got pregnant and she said she already had three abortions before i don't know who she got pregnant by those other three times she did not specify and i'm not going to jump to any conclusions but she did say that she was pregnant three other times and she asked god like you know she before before the time that she got pregnant uh with the child she can uh, the child she gave birth to she said you know prior to that she told god like you know help me in this situation and i'm not gonna do this anymore etc and so when she got pregnant by derek at this point she's she's like i can't have an abortion like i i done made this deal with god i don't want god to come and take me and so she said that she told him that that she was pregnant she said she had a conversation with his mother and told his mother like look i can't give him another seven years of my life i can't do this for another seven years so he can either get on board or i'm going back to colorado and because that's where her family is i'm going back to colorado and i'm taking the baby with me and she said she had conversations with derek before like yo if certain things happen and we have kids i'm not staying in this you know i'm not i'm not doing this i'm gonna take the kids and i'm gonna go now his mother must have told this information to him because guess what once once this conversation happens that she has with his mother her mother then gets a call from derek asking for her hand in marriage i'm not not the mother right she the he called danae's mother asking uh for her blessing to take danae's hand in marriage so danae's mother calls up her calls up danae and like what's going on because i didn't y'all y'all not together according to what you told me y'all are not together and so she she said well I, I she you know that she had a conversation with his mother his mother must have said something to him so anyway he eventually proposes and he proposes at this point the child is already born I think the child is a few months old I want to say I can't recall specifically the age but her first child I think her daughter was born and then he proposed and um and they ended up getting married but let me back up because even before they got married even before he proposed how they ended up getting back together in general was she needed a place to stay she said her lease was up she needed a place to stay and she told him i'm gonna 
if I don't have anywhere to go, like if we're not going to do this together, I'm going back to Colorado. So he moved her in with him and she said there was no conversation, but it was just assumed, you know, like we're back together. It was implied that they were back together. But child, that didn't stop him because he was still dipping it and doing it. He was still dipping it and doing it and she still stayed. And it was something she said that I thought was so, so true. Um, she said, she said, when you seek, you will find. And when you find, you have to know what to do. Because she found out some stuff. She saw the videos of him having sex with other women. She knew he was he was unfaithful to her. She found, she looked for it because she said she had a feeling and she found it. And then it was like, well, what do I do? And she ended up staying. And she said when she would find these things, she would hide in the closet and cry and hope that he would come find her. And so when he would come find her and console her, she would make up different reasons as to why she was crying. And she said, but she essentially, but she liked being consoled, but he didn't know that he was consoling her regarding his infidelity. And see, this is a pattern. She did not disclose the trauma that happened to her right she probably never never processed the the her experience and her perception of being abandoned and rejected by her dad and so her pattern for her is well i'm going to deal with things internally and so it would be interesting to you know if we could talk to her a little bit more to see how that manifests in her life and and in different areas because we can see how this pattern manifests in her life when it comes to the relationships she didn't speak up for herself. She didn't speak her truth. She didn't have boundaries. She didn't have standards. And she allowed these things to happen to her. And some people are not gonna like that. Let's just be real for a second. Some people are not gonna like that response. She allowed this to happen to her because they'll say, well, she was probably this and this was probably happening and, and she had trauma, which is true. She, she, she experienced trauma. And yet, even she said it, I was a willing participant. So you know, and I think that's the part that's also kind of sad. You know that you're a willing participant, at least now, and yet you still stayed, right? So what was going on that led her to stay? Perhaps it was the low self-esteem and her value, her self-worth and her value, I think was tied up in the relationship she had with Derek. Because again, she said she had low self-esteem. She said she was overweight. She said she had acne and, you know, she felt like a nerd. And then she described Derek as like, you know, the football player. She described him as attractive. And she's like, oh, he wants me. So in her mind, she, she, she got the catch. In her mind, she caught the bigger fish. <laughs> and because of that, I think her, her self-worth and her identity like the, her, her sense of value was tied up in that relationship so then if she were to leave that relationship then who am I then what value do I have then am I good enough am I lovable can I have stability can I have somebody that will just stay with me and love me and protect me because also let's keep in mind she didn't get that growing up from from, from one parent right she experienced this abandonment. Now, again, what, what you go through is not necessarily an excuse. However, it's, 
an under it helps us to understand why you might make certain decisions because once we become an adult it is up to us to work through our traumas and work through our past obstacles and issues so that we don't carry that around with us for the rest of our lives because look she carried that stuff around with her and she ended up in this long behind relationship with somebody who disrespected her over and over and over and over again do you know how little you must think about yourself and this is let me be very clear this is no shade to her this is not meant to be disrespect but i just want us to think about that for a second the the low self-esteem you have to have in order to endure a situation like this where somebody is cheating on you constantly again and she said it herself she said i didn't even know what boundaries or standards were i mean that's evident but if she had self-esteem and if she understood that her worth, that she is worthy outside of her relationship with him, then she may have loved herself a little bit more, right? She may have been able to understand that she is deserving of more because she is worthy of it to have boundaries and to not allow this type of behavior to keep happening and that if it continues to happen that she has every right to exit from this situation but because it sounds like her self-esteem mm, her self-esteem was ooh, virtually non-existent she allowed this man to disrespect her and walk all over her she did say eventually she went to therapy she said she had three different therapists at the same time now listen i do not recommend that and i tell my clients listen you, you work with me you're only working with me if you need to work with a different person in a different area then we're going to talk about how to arrange it because sometimes you could it, sometimes it can just be too much right you're getting all these different perspectives at one time and it can be confusing so i'm like well who would these therapists that let that happen <laughs> Um, and I think I might know, I think I might know why actually she had the, th the three therapists, but I'm not, I'm not going to go there just yet because uh, it's purely speculation. But anyway, so she had three therapists. She said after, I think three months or so, after a few months, she, um, she decided to settle for one particular therapist. And I thought it was interesting that she used the word settle because it was almost as if she gave the therapist, um, you know, not an interview, but they were on this probationary period. And then she decided to go with the one that she liked best. And she said, and I believe that the therapist was helpful for her, but I thought it was an interesting word. I thought it was an interesting word choice. She used the word settled because hearing her relationship regarding, uh, hearing her relationship with Derek, in my mind, it's settling. Like you, you learn somewhere along the line to settle for this because this is the person who's giving you an attention. You've learned somewhere to settle for this. Like, okay, well, at least he's present. You learn to settle. So when she used that word regarding her therapist, I just thought that was very, very interesting. Cause I'm like, hmm, it's, you can use that word that you settled for the therapist, but I haven't used, have, I haven't heard you use that word that you've settled for this nonsense and this relationship. Now, something else that I thought was interesting, and my bad if I'm jumping around, but I'll bring it full circle in a second. Something else I thought was interesting. Hi, thank you for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. Let me know your thoughts if you saw the interview or if you hear anything. Let me know your thoughts in the chat. Um, and then, uh, well, yeah, let me know your thoughts in the chat. Okay, so here we go. Something else I thought was interesting was that they didn't even complete the premarital therapy. It, the, the premarital counseling, they didn't even complete that. 
because during the premarital counseling she said that she brought up all the past hurt and she was honest with him and you know perhaps he couldn't handle it and so he checked out of the therapy he's like no we're not doing this and so she said she was unsure of whether or not they were actually going to get married because they didn't even finish the premarital counseling so fast forward they decide that they're still going to go through with this but about three weeks before their wedding date she caught wind of him being inappropriate and still being inappropriate with another woman and still she three weeks later she married him and at this point she's pregnant with her second child their son i believe and she said nobody else knew that she was pregnant but she was she was a few months pregnant at that point with her second child and this man is still cheating on her now here is something that that some folk may not like and that's okay i think some people are really ugh. sometimes when people are part of certain groups or religious backgrounds there's this pressure to get married because marriage is supposed to be the end-all be-all and and you know you're a what is the, the what is the word i'm looking for oh i can't even think of the word right now but marriage is supposed to be this amazing achievement and i think a lot of people feel pressured to get married and at this point remember so prior to her getting married she already had one child and then when she actually did walk down the aisle she was pregnant with her second and i guess at this point they you know found God a little bit more they started or she started to develop a closer relationship with God I don't really know the trajectory of trajectory of it but what I will say is I want people to start to be mindful that just because something is pushed on you or just because you are told that this is the ultimate goal I need you to really think about this for yourself because these people are people are being pushed into these situations and not to put blame on others because we have to take accountability for the things that we engage in and the things we allow to happen to us but but let me let me there, there are some people let me just say this that i feel are so conditioned to behave and to believe certain things that they go along with stuff even though it doesn't align with them and when i was listening to this interview i'm like yo there were so many red flags forget red flags if there were fires okay there were so many fires that said this is not healthy this is probably not gonna work turn around girl do better you deserve more but again that low self-esteem that fear of rejection that lack that that uh low low confidence lack of self-worth all allowed her to settle for somebody who continuously dogged her out and also because what i started to say was you know this belief that marriage is the end-all be-all i think she weighed that more than her self-worth because she said it she said you know when i got married i was like oh i won i got him he the prize look at what i got them other girls don't have this he might be out there doing whatever with him but like i want and i'm like sis what did you win you want heartache you want emotional pain you want like risky behavior like what did you win but that was that was that you know the mindset she was in at the time which i think is so freaking sad it, it truly is sad Mm, 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 mm. 
but again, and she acknowledges this, she was a willing participant. She was a willing participant. Um, and she was, so when she got married and she was saying, I won, she was like, everything is falling into place. <sighs> everything is falling into place. And yet he continued to do what, what he was doing. So I don't think they've ever had a long period where period of time where he wasn't unfaithful to her, according to what I gathered from the interview. So of course, everything that is not confirmed is alleged. <laughs> don't come for me. <laughs> um, okay, so let me see if there was something else that... Oh, oh, check this out. So he accused her. So at some point they are married and he accuses her of cheating with her male trainer. So she's like, Derek, I'm not cheating. But she ended up going to the gym. She said she didn't even choose her trainer. They chose for her. And so she was going to the gym because she wanted, you know, get in shape, all that jazz. So she said she went to the gym and she told the trainer, like, I can't work with you. I need to work with someone else. So she requested a female trainer. And... She said, you know, she worked with the trainer and she said that trainer got her in shape. And, and so it was a overall a, a positive experience. But because he brought up those allegations, she said, OK, well, let me change something, which, again, is a pattern. She mentioned that she was surprised that Derek called her mother to ask for her blessing to marry Danea because she said that they did not have the best relationship. They didn't really get along, but she said she often found herself caught in the middle. And because of that, she put distance between herself and her family. Again, she makes the sacrifice, right? So she'll change these things about herself in hopes that it will help her relationship with him because of this low self-esteem, this fear of rejection, this fear of abandonment. I imagine she automatically feels that there's something wrong with her that she has to change in order for him to love her the way she would like for him to love her. Also, let's keep in mind the trauma that she experienced at age 19. A trauma like that definitely can impact your sense of boundaries and trust with people. Because again, that was a person she knew and that person took advantage of her, right? And he violated that trust. And so she, uh, you know, it, it it makes sense that there would be some challenges with her, you know, with trusting folk and, and thinking that she may have done something wrong. Which, again, we know, of course, with that trauma, she did not do anything wrong. She did not deserve any of that. She didn't deserve any of this, you know, that we're talking about. I'm just talking about what may be the um, manifestation of that trauma and her not processing it. And so those types of thoughts and behaviors and patterns, they continue to grow and then they manifest itself in these different areas of your life or in these different relationships you have with people. Oh. And so Derek and her mom didn't get along. So what she do? She chose Derek, right? So she put some distance between her and her family. Derek didn't like her male trainer. What did she do? She fired the male trainer and she hired a, she hired a female trainer. If Derek didn't like something, then she it sounds like she was going to change it because, again, she wanted to make sure or she may have internalized what he was doing and said, well, there's something wrong with me. And so I have to change myself in order for him to love me. That is so freaking sad. Oh, my heavens. And that's why I said this. 
what we talk about today, this, this episode is not about bashing her and it is not about judgment. I just want us to highlight some of this because my hope is that if you listen to that interview or if you listen to this episode and you notice that you are experiencing similar patterns that you know you deserve more and that you don't allow, you know, these things to continue to happen, that if you had whatever control over the situation you might have, that you use whatever control that is to not participate, not be a willing participant in this kind of situation. And so, you know, you go, you seek help, you leave and and, and come up with a safety plan, work with a professional, right? And so, and I don't want to be on no soapbox, but like the intention behind this is that it's, it's, it's because I, I just... It was just incredibly sad and I, I hope that people can learn from her story so that they don't continue to repeat the patterns of behavior that she was involved in. Let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know what did you think of the interview? What did you think of this episode? Um, what are some things that you learned? Are, is there anything that you learned? Um, because, you know, like I said, this was a lot. Uh, and, and it was also interesting, her presentation, like as she was talking, she seemed, she she got emotional just a little bit, I think like maybe like outwardly emotional. Um, I think like once during the clip maybe, but she came off, at, she had a very like matter of fact tone, almost similar to the, to the video that they did together, um, except, except she, and, and she was a little bit sarcastic and I think she was just vibing off like with the interviewer. I think they were playing off of each other. And so that was like their way of connecting. Um, but she was definitely like dressed differently than how we have seen her in the past when she was with Derek, especially during that infamous interview. And so I just I did think it was I did think it was interesting um she did take accountability for her role and their chaotic and dysfunctional relationship she acknowledged several times that she was a willing participant um i hope that she continues to process some of these things in therapy um i do hope that she you know that she continues to do some some additional work i'm gonna watch part two as i said i have not watched it so there might be some things that perhaps I didn't hit on today and that's because I didn't watch part two, but I I am rooting for her. Um, I think she, I think she honestly is like so many other women who settle because of fear of rejection, because they have this fear of being abandoned because they have low self-esteem and they tie their value up and their relationship with other people versus knowing how valuable they are and how worthy they are with even without the other person. And so I really am rooting for her. You know, I think that perhaps she saw you know she may have seen his behavior as a reflection of, of her perceived inadequacy because that would go along with that self, low self-esteem piece 
Um, and again, that fear of rejection and abandonment because you automatically think it must be something you did wrong. It must be you. And so even if that's not the case, sometimes we stay in situations because we feel like, well, it's it's me. This is happening because I'm, inad I'm inadequate in some way. But I'm rooting for her. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for her and child y'all listen oh i'm rooting for her that's all i'm gonna say i'm root <laughs> that is all i'm going to say but i am again i do want to know what your thoughts are i would love to hear from you and i am going to give you a reminder before i go that you can head on over to the um, aligned and free shop and you can sign up for an emotional intelligence workshop so that you can develop a healthier relationship with yourself and also healthier relationships with other people healthier and more effective relationships with other people and so if you are interested in signing up for the emotional intelligence workshop or any of the self-care digital products definitely head on over to payhip.com forward slash aligned and free and i will definitely put the link in the show notes hi i see we have some people who entered the room let me know before i head out let me know uh, quickly in the comments you have any thoughts on the danea jackson interview did you did you watch the interview do you know who they are <laughs> any thoughts about about them and and all that's been going on because listen honey i done seen this interview circulating all over the internet streets okay because people are like what she decided to talk because in that video she gave when it was the two of them together essentially like i said before it was that whole energy of well i'ma stick beside him i'ma stick beside him and now she's like well here's my truth here's my truth and so listen we, can, we we honor her truth this this is this is her truth but okay because i can stay on here and i can talk all day i'm trying to go through my notes to see if there was anything else i missed but i think that that might be all so some quick recaps we what we something that i noticed about danaea was that you know her history of trauma uh, it seems definitely impacted her relationship or it manifested right there were manifestations of of that of those traumas that she experienced which impacted her sense of self and i think uh connected to her staying in this relationship that did not it does not appear to be healthy at all it does not appear to be healthy whatsoever and so you know we can talk about her her issues her history of trauma she didn't really process any of those traumas um and then his unfaithfulness throughout the relationship throughout the it sounds like almost the, their entire relationship and so you know her choosing to still stay with him for me is definitely connected to though again those feelings of or fears of being rejected of being abandoned the low self-esteem um perhaps the um emotional attachment too but we didn't even really talk about that um but also you know perhaps that idea that marriage is the end-all be-all and so it's this huge accomplishment and so let me I, I need to do this it's because it adds to that again you know it, it adds to her sense of of 
of, of worthiness I think for her like like part of her worthiness and value and identity is wrapped up or was wrapped up in the relationship she had with him and so it added to that weight of importance when it came to getting married and then also you know from a religious standpoint people fixate on this idea that you must be married and you in order to do this you got to be married and so you know from that standpoint folk getting pushed into these situations that are unhealthy and they're staying in these situations that are unhealthy because instead of seeing perhaps a, a therapist a marriage and family therapist and instead of perhaps getting a divorce if necessary, they say, well, we're going to pray our way through it. And you can pray. You can pray. You can talk to Jesus and you can talk to a therapist. OK, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> My point is, I think people are being conditioned to believe certain things, but we'll come back and we'll talk about it later. I'm just rambling at this point. But thank you so much for hanging out with me. I really appreciate it. I I, I so appreciate it. And I want you to remember come on back for the next one. Also, do me a favor. If you enjoyed this episode and if you like recaps and reviews of different interviews and movies and TV shows, then why don't you subscribe to the Rhetoric with Shakia podcast? You can come on over to Podbean specifically if you want to get involved in the live shows. Um, but you can definitely subscribe wherever you are listening. Why don't you follow the podcast? That way you know when there's another new episode because I plan to do them more consistently. I've been working out my schedule and working out the, the different topics I want to talk about. And I think I, I think we're getting there. So I want you to definitely subscribe to the show, follow the show, join the live, join the conversation, write a comment. Um, but thank you so much for listening, for watching. I appreciate it. I am so, so, so glad you were here. So until next time, bye for now. <laughs>